another edition of 11 Mile Sessions Live. All right. I have with me a gentleman named Frank. He is in the band Slowfoot. They have a brand new CD called Something Good. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the next few minutes or so. <clears throat> How you doing, Frank? Not too bad, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. My pleasure. All right. So how do I, how long did it take to put this thing together? I'm glad you asked. Um, so <laughs> we, <laughs> we started uh, we started production on something good in March of 2020. Uh, we recorded the bed tracks at Temper Mill in one weekend, and it was the following day that the state got shut down for oh. COVID, and I think it was shelved for about eight months. And then by the time we could start working on it again, uh, our producer got COVID, and then I got COVID, and then it was summertime, and it was uh, just busy season. Everything kind of started opening back up for groups to play. So it took like two and a half years to put this record together, and uh, it was supposed to be called Labor of Love, but uh, I don't think uh, anybody really liked that title, because it it took forever. Um, But once we were able to get back into it Mm -hmm. uh, earlier this spring, the spring of 2022 and onward, uh, it was really downhill. You know, we had all the bed tracks laid down. It was just a couple overdubs here and then really mm-hmm. uh, some bells and whistles and mixing and mastering and getting it to sound the way we wanted it to sound. So um, wouldn't change a thing. Hmm. You know, Labor of Love does sound like a good title for it, though. That's going to be a picture. <laughs> it's like almost, what, three years, grand spanking total, before it actually came out and, from uh, the time it was started? I had the idea to have uh, one of the guys in the band like laying in a hospital bed, <laughs> and I'd be the child they were birthing. <laughs> the face only a mother could love. But it didn't come to fruition, and instead we got... Um, this lovely package right here. So I love this artwork too. So it's cool. <laughs> I'm glad, it, you know, I'm glad it worked out the way that it did, you know? It reminds me of the foot in Monty Python. Got to go Terry Gilliam. Uh, we didn't know what to do for the, for the record cover and our producer's wife, uh, Laura J. She was like, why don't you guys do the, the Monty Python foot, have it like smashing you guys on the cover of the record or something. And um, that was the first good idea we had heard, you know, mm-hmm. for anything to, uh, for the record cover. So uh, it kind of gained momentum. And uh, we asked our uh, our friend Missy Patterson to just kind of create something, you know, out of her head with with a bare bones idea. And uh, she she made this uh, right out of her imagination. So uh, she did a fantastic job. OK, great. And I've been watching a lot of Monty Python lately anyway. <laughs> been a fan for a long time oh big time yeah <laughs> ever since i was in the eighth grade my friend james conklin uh had my mom rent uh the holy grail from blockbuster whatever it was family video whatever so mm-hmm. uh just that silly humor uh real dry kind of wit uh john cleese is like my probably my favorite but yeah big big monty python fan i just watched all of them on netflix and uh i just laugh and laugh and laugh at that stuff my girlfriend's like what are you <laughs> What are you laughing about? What is your problem? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about my problems. (laughs) Yeah, but Holy Grail is up there with um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know? 
I mean, as far as the quality of the movie, the making of the movie, it's never going to win Oscars. It's never going to win awards. But it's it's like one of those things that is stuck through time, you know? I mean, if you're a movie fan, then you know this movie, Holy Grail or Rocky Horror Picture And no Show. matter where you go, if you said, you know... Uh, your mo- <laughs> your mother was a squirrel, and your father smelled of elderberries. Or, uh, you know, it's not a question where the the bird grasped the coconut. It's a power mm. of wings wing ratio to horsepower or weight ratio or whatever. You know, there's just some of those jokes. Uh, she's a, she's a witch burner. Somebody somebody anywhere you go is gonna know one of those jokes. They're gonna catch on and be with you. Um, Rocky it's Horror just Picture a Show. Flesh wound. Oh man, <laughs> just surrender already. So um, we we did a Halloween show two years back at a place in Pontiac called uh, Pontiac's Little Art Theater. Really cool room. It's called the Platt mm-hmm. downtown Pontiac. Super cool. It's like uh, the building was built in like the 1800s, 1805 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we had three or four bands on the bill. Anyway, we did uh, Time Warp. Our band Slowfoot did the Time Warp. And we all thought it was cool in rehearsals, or me and Pete, the keyboard player, thought it was really cool. I don't know if the other guys were into it or not, but um, mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect out of the crowd, but they, the majority of the crowd did the dance. And it, there was probably 200 people there. So that was really cool just to see that uh, that unfold in front of us. And it speaks to the cult following and the nature of of movies like that and uh, how culture works throughout time. So it's not not to be forgotten. Yeah. Well, without further ado, why don't we do a, a song from this? Something Cold from Slowfoot. Let's start out with uh, Taking Its Toll. And do you want to talk about that song at all? or? So this is uh, this was one of the newer songs um, when we went into the studio. Um, actually, we recorded it during the first sessions at Temper Mill and hated it. <laughs> uh, it was too slow. Our own design. So we we rehearsed it, and it was kind of new the first time we recorded it. We hadn't played it out much at all. And then by the time we went back in to re-record Taking Its Toll and Can't Sleep as new tracks uh, the second time, it was really right on the money. And mm-hmm. um, it actually it turned out being probably my favorite song on the record. There's a dual guitar lead in the middle that wasn't part of the song until um, I was trying to cut my guitar solo in the studio at uh, at our producer's house, and I just wasn't right. I couldn't get there, and he was like, why don't you try and uh, just mimic the melody, the vocal melody for the first part of the solo? So okay. So I did that, and uh, he goes, why don't you do a, like a guitar, guitar harmony? And I was like, oh, well, let's try it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something that I normally would do, but it it came out really cool and I went and showed the guys and they're like, "Ah, that's sweet. So this song turned out, I think to be my favorite song on the record, but we'll let everybody be the judge of that. Well, let's find out. So this is slow foot from the latest something good. And it's a track called taking its toll.
Ah, wasn't supposed to start, but I guess we'll uh, we'll start it when we can. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, so we were talking about Videodrome while we were listening to that song. Obscure movies from the '80s for five hundred. <laughs> yeah, David Lynch. He was something else, man. Even before Twin Peaks. That's an interesting, interesting one. My girlfriend is watching Twin Peaks. Isn't that like the longest running series like ever? Something like that. As far as, like, uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of no. I think Twin Peaks. My girlfriend was watching it. Like, ran from like the '70s all the way up and through the 2000s, something like that. Mm, no, not really. But it it came and went. You know, it had its time for a while, then it would come back, then they would do a movie of it, and then they would do it like a remake, so to speak, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, it's been around a long time. Is that in Doctor Who? I never got into Doctor Who, but I know a bunch of people that were, like, <clears throat> mental about it. They just love it. Love all the iterations of it. It's a... Um, weird how things go away and come back again. I mean, like bell-bottom jeans <laughs> any anything like things will go away and come back like uh was it kate uh who was it from the stranger things series kate bush she came back she, she had a hot single back on the charts for the first time in like 20 years because of a tv show and everybody was uh singing her songs all of a sudden out of nowhere oh that was stranger things yep yeah. That's an interesting Running show. up that hill. She actually charted higher for that song because of that show than she did originally. And now you watch, uh, if you're on TikTok, you'll see people dancing to it or playing it in their videos. It's like, man, it's like seeing a little kid with a Led Zeppelin shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, that was, uh, that was too old for me when I was a kid, and you're four. I used to work as a janitor at this temple in uh, West Bloomfield. I'd see like three-year-olds wearing ACDC shirts. I'm like, That's cool, man. You got cool parents. Ah, there we go. I don't use these uh, CD players that often, so it's like I have to figure out how to use them all over again. It's like, oh, okay, that's how I do that. Yeah. Well, we got, like I said when I got here, we have we have these CDs. They can be used as coasters or Frisbees, mm -hmm. keepsakes. You can hang it on your wall. It's just interesting uh, how time goes by because um, we, like 10 years ago, if we would have released this album, I would have bought 2,000 CDs, and we probably would have sold them all. And now I bought um, 150, and we'll probably never need to print anymore. Uh, we have the album release show right next week and you know i like if you invited me to your album release party like i'd buy one of your cds if that's what you had to sell i you know just to be nice but i got them in the mail and i don't have a cd i don't have a cd player and like i couldn't believe you guys had one i just brought them for a little keepsake so it's cool that you guys had a, a cd player and are able to play it you almost have to when you're like um doing like radio or podcast or whatever but nobody else wants them anymore. I mean, think about it. It's like 
If you have a car that's less than five years old, does it have a CD player? No. If you have a laptop or computer or an iPad that's less than three, four years old, does it have a CD player? No disc drive. No. No, sir. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, you like, I don't even know if you can get a car with a CD player now. Like, I don't know if you can even option that in. I don't, I just don't think they're making them. That would be like an option, you know, like an expensive option, probably. You know, you get a Mercedes. Oh, for an extra two grand, you have a CD player. Yeah, because we had to make a time machine to go get one. <laughs> mm, pretty much, you know, that's that's about it. But to have it just come along, you know. So well, it's like, what do bands do now? So we we make a record and we. We're, we're looking into printing vinyl. Um, number one, our record is too long for a 12-inch vinyl. We'd have to cut three songs off of it or make it a double. The cost is astronomical. And uh, as much our fan base loves us, but I just don't know if they'd pay $50 for a double LP, you know, and that's, like, where we'd have to be charging for it. And so it's like uh, – if we wait 10, 12 weeks, we can get vinyl. I think more people would buy vinyl than CDs at this point. I know a couple groups that are selling cassettes. You can get it in 10 to 12 weeks? Please tell me where you can do that. The Czech Republic, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, my God. You can get vinyl in that short a time? Whoa. That's yeah. what the site says. Well, I'll believe it when I see it, though. Well, it's a... Uh, Another another arduous process. We got to get get in and decide what songs we want to cut off the record, which seems uh, sacrilege. It seems weird uh, to you know you record a full length record and then you cut songs off it so it can fit on a vinyl platter, and the cost is through the roof too. I mean, it is what it is. And forget about going to like Third Man or something like that. Um, there's a couple people like doing it out of their garages, but. It's it's expensive, time consuming, but I think it'll I think they'll sell. You know, if you're at a show, I think you're more likely to sell a vinyl than a CD at this point for sure. Yeah. And I'm not like uh, people say like, vinyls sound better than CDs. I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but back in the '60s and '70s, they were recording on analog. And then it was on analog, and now it's digital to analog. It's like, where's, where's the quality savings that you're hearing on your vinyls now? What's what what's the quality that you're speaking of? Where's it coming from? Because you're still doing digital sampling, no matter what you do. So, it's, uh, we live in an interesting time. That's for sure. Why don't we play another song? Yeah. You uh, wanted to play "Going Home." Yeah, so this song features guest percussionist Dan Wallach, uh, mm -hmm. who is the sixth toe of Slowfoot uh, from time to time. Okay. He'll be with us at our album release party December 23rd at Otis Supply, if you guys want to come on down mm -hmm. uh, and check it out. We have playing with us that night uh, Billy Brandt and the Sugaries and Dan Menard opening the show. Fantastic. I love Dan. Uh, oh, He's fantastic cool. support groups, man. Uh, yeah. Have a lot of fun. I met Dan. Um, during the pandemic, um, me and a couple friends were doing a show called Play Something Good, mm -hmm. kind of like this. Uh, we would have full bands 
uh, on and we do multi-track audio and uh, multi-cam video and stream it. And uh, it was Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch all at the same time. And uh, we got to know quite a lot of bands. That's how we met uh, Dan. And he's been uh, a good friend ever since. He's just so funny, so talented, and uh, just mm-hmm. super nice guy. Cool. So why don't we do this? Let's play another one from Slowfoot, their latest Something Good. And this one's called Going Home. Can 
there we go. All right. We've been listening to the new album from Slowfoot, Something Good. We heard um, Going Home. And we're going to hear Mexico Lindo in a minute, but I think we're going to do Day Job first. So if you'll bear with me, if Frank wants to talk for a second about this, we can um, set up Day Job. Oh, I was born to talk. Never thought you'd give me the shot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we just heard Going Home, which is uh, Pete Zychek original track, a fantastic song. I love it, and I love playing it. So the next song we're going to hear is Day Job. It's another Pete song. Uh, Pete's our keyboard player, our Hammond organ specialist, and our synthesizer player, even though we have to hide it from him from time to time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he wrote Day Job, and the exciting things going on with this is that uh, we'll be on the Riff Rocks show on 101.1, The Riff, this Sunday night between 9 and 10. They'll be playing Day Job from this album, and then Monday night, um, we are releasing our first official music video for Slowfoot for the song Day Job. Uh, and we're super proud and super excited to get this thing out and let everybody see uh, what we've been working on. It's, uh, it's a really funny video. Uh, my buddy Rockin' Ronnie Haynes, uh, shout out to him and uh, Critter Electronics if you mm-hmm. need a guitar pedal call Rockin' Ronnie Haynes and Critter Electronics. Anywho, uh, he has been filming and editing and putting this thing together for us. Uh, so Monday night on our YouTube channel, you can see our video for the song Day Job. All right. So once again, this is um, from Something Good, the latest from the band Slowfoot, and we're going to hear the track Day Job.
I think that actually worked. <laughs> How about that? Just for once today. Oh, well, it is what it is. <clears throat> All right. So we've been listening to tracks from the brand new one from Slowfoot. Uh, Something Good is the name of the CD. Um, is there a label on this specifically? or We are independent. Independent. All right. Nobody will sign us. <laughs> Unless you want to. If there's anybody out there that wants <clears throat> to sign us, we'll sign anything. I mean anything. Uh-oh. That could get you into trouble. <laughs> All right, maybe only some things. Yeah. So we call it Something Good. Uh, this whole album is dedicated to a friend of ours, Mr. Mark Glenn, who actually co-wrote uh, one of the songs on the record, uh, who passed on in July of 2021. Uh, Mark was a good friend to everybody and he was like the most rabid local music supporter and just music supporter in general. Um, he actually introduced me, uh, to Billy Strings and Green Sky Bluegrass and, uh, a lot of other bands, Marcus King, Humphreys McGee. So, um, mm. he would come to our shows and after we got done playing, you always knew you played well if Mark would shout, play something good after a song and everybody in the crowd would just look at him side eyes like whoa dude they just killed it what are you talking about so he that was just his his humor his uh milieu i guess and uh so we named the record something good so we could finally play something good for him <laughs> the, ah, the only way go. we could do it yeah there you go all right so one more time um how do we get this uh cd if we want it all the different ways, and you have a party coming up uh, December 23rd, is it? Yep, so next Friday, December 23rd, we are releasing this record, Something Good, at Otis Supply in Ferndale. Uh, tickets are $10 right now on Afton Tickets or at otissupply.com. Uh, I believe they'll be 15 the day of the show. Show starts at 8 p.m. Um, if you want a copy of the record, uh, physically, you have to come to the, to one of our shows, the album release party. But if you want to buy it digitally, uh, it'll be for sale on iTunes, Apple music, um, Amazon, Deezer, CD baby, mm -hmm. the internet, it'll be available on the internet, uh, on the 23rd. It's actually up for pre-save and pre-sale right now on Apple. Um, if you want to go, um, save it and put it in your queue of music. It really helps us with the algorithms and getting on playlists. Uh, we had to recreate our artist profile on Spotify for some reason uh, through through CD Baby, so we couldn't do pre-save uh, pre for it through Spotify. But it'll be up live on all streaming platforms on the 23rd here, which is next Friday. Mm -hmm. um, check us out. Look for us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all the all the internet things that people do and uh, check us out. We got shows coming up. We'll be on the live in the D segment on channel four news on January 16th. Um, and we'll be around, check us out, hang out with us. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. anymore. Oh yeah. No such thing as bad publicity. Say that five times fast. <laughs> do I have to? Mm. No, you don't have to. Okay. Good. So you're Frank. Um, you're the lead vocalist? I'm the lead singer and guitar player of Slowfoot. And do you want to tell us about the other guys real quick? 
No, I don't really like those guys. Screw them. Um, well, I guess I could mention them. So, um, in order from uh, coolest to least cool, uh, we got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. We got uh, Pete Zychek, uh on the Hammond organ and the synth. Uh, we got Mike Conley on lead guitar and some backing vocals. Tony DiDio on the drums and Chris Gregg plays bass. And I'm just kidding, Chris. You're not the least cool person in the band. The least coolest is me, and I'm Frank Grimaldi, last but not least. So, yeah, um, we've been together for about uh, five years, I'd say, in this iteration of music, five or six. It's hard mm-hmm. to tell anymore. My memory's not very good for multiple reasons, blows to the head, inhalants, things of that nature. So, But uh, we keep getting tighter and uh, keep getting better, I think, and, and we love our fans and friends and family for supporting us through everything we've done and uh, are really excited about the future and what's uh, what's to come this year. So stay tuned. Sounds good. Once again, Slowfoot, their latest something good. We're going to play two more tracks real quick before we get out of here. Boomcat is coming up in the next room to do a live set for us. So what we're going to hear is Mexico Lindo and the Lonely Hearts Club. So sad. Yeah, let me see if I can get this right. We're gonna write a song about malfunctioning CD players. He yeah. had to pull this thing out of mothballs. Don't be mad at him, guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All
Sometimes I wonder Had you never strayed from me Would I still want you to drown me
It's a little after 7 o'clock, and you know what time that means. It's time to rock and roll. Are you ready for the greatest rock and roll band in Detroit City? Are you? All right, well, if not, let's just have the boom cat then. All right, ready?
to Boomcat. Boomcat. So how did I get stuck with you guys anyway? <laughs> well, uh, a buddy, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, I, it's a mystery. Um, really, it was a it was a kind thought from uh, a band who sadly is no longer with us. Grand Heft. Uh, my roommate and bandmate in the Hourlies was also in Grand Heft, mm-hmm. um, and then they decided to kind of go on a hiatus for who knows how long and. They, we, they didn't want to leave you guys hanging, and they were like, hey, I know a band, Boomcat. So they hit us up, and here we are. That was awfully nice of you. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> we're, we're developing that as our tagline is uh, the afterthought band, but it's, it's nice. We, we slide into a couple really nice positions that way. If you can't get anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> we're you always available. You got Boomcat. Right, what the right, heck? Right. You know? We have very low standards, <laughs> and we will play anywhere. <laughs> this, is a, this is a treat, though. So yeah, this is cool. You. It's always great. It was really fun doing it with the hourlies, and it's cool being mm-hmm. here again. I like it. That's, yeah. It's a good setup. So I knew it would be a good time. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's cool. So we got, like, almost an hour to uh, play some really great music. All Thank right. you. Thank you for coming down. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So you got your own music, obviously. Yep, we do. Uh, we've got, uh, we came together, what, beginning of this year? Uh, I think it was. End of last year? September of, yeah, 2021. September of last so year. just over a year. We, uh, we quickly wrote, like, 10 songs. Yeah. And we were like, all right, we got a set. Let's start playing. Yeah. So that's what we got. We just put out a single recently. But oh, yeah. We're Finally. We originally started as like sort of just a jam thing for fun. I didn't want to play live, but uh, they convinced me. To <laughs> Why not? Um, I had some bad experiences in the past playing live, and uh, I just moved back to the area, and I was just a little reticent to get back out there. But uh, they're my good friends, so they, they kind of pushed me out there. How can you not like playing in Detroit? I mean, it's a great time. It's a great time. Just the last band I played in was... Uh, we to had be our, fair, I feel like it was the genre of the last band that deterred yeah. you, but I knew like bringing you into this band, we'd be playing stuff that was much more up your alley. True. Yeah. So it was more the band, not the uh, not the setting, because the setting's always been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Oh yeah. And now he's back on the horse and he's having a good time. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's lying very well. Yeah. Or lying very well. Very good at right, lying. Right, I'm good. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. All righty.
All right. Got to push on that one a little bit, Chris, right? Got to push. <laughs> There's a push. There's a push. <laughs> yes. I imagine that's what your bowel movements are like in the morning. Yeah, it's just me screaming that. The cat hates it. Okay. <laughs> you want to take a rest now? or? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm ready. You want to keep us going? <laughs> So yeah, the uh, this is one. This next one's kind of like three mini songs, and it's the uh, single we put out not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, called DBZ, which is not anything related to Dragon Ball. So everybody, calm down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, why not? Well, uh, <clears throat> it's, well it's, we can let people think that. I we can. I mean, we can let them, but I don't want to lie to anybody. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, but it's uh, DBZ stands for Doom, Boom, and Zoom, which are the names of the three little mini songs. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a fun little. Acronym? Yeah. Okay. It's a mismatch of a bunch of different Yeah, teams. yeah. So it's, it's just kind of, this is like one of the first things we actually wrote and played together. Uh, and we actually, one, one of the riffs in one of these songs we wrote like like a million years ago and just jammed in a basement one time and somebody had a phone recording of it and we're like, let's make that into a real song. And it's kind of like where we started almost. Most of our song stuff comes from like a voice memo that one of us has on the phone. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyways, this one's DBZ and uh, catch it on your favorite streaming service or whatever.
I'm just nice. now realizing it's funny that Zoom is our slowest out of the three. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know words. <laughs> Relatively. You should. Don't you have like a master's degree or something? Um, technically. Just means technically? I, just means I paid a lot of money for a yeah. piece of paper. To read a lot of books. That means nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was very expensive book club. That's mm. how I usually describe it. Yeah. But it was cool. I got to uh got to live in Ireland for a little bit to do that. So like really? got exposed to some you know, some trad music and, and things mm-hmm. like that and just different styles of playing guitar, which I'm not very good at, but it was cool and it was interesting to jam with people like that. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes comes out a little bit, I think, in our music. <laughs> especially in that kind of song where I'm like, All right, I need to have some sort of pretty part in this. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I find it interesting, you know, you guys have, like, these instruments, you know, not your typical, like, oh, he's got a Les Paul Custom, he's got a Fender Strat, he's got a, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. What makes you guys choose these particular instruments? I know, isn't it wonderful that you guys don't have those? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, actually, I got this at, um, at Berkeley Music Company. So uh-huh. I, I have a Les Paul, and I've had it for a long time. And I just was looking for something a little different just so that that could, you know, maybe ignite something else in me. Because uh-huh. after a while, if I'm playing the, the same type of tone, you know, it just I get kind of settle into a groove. So I went there and was trying out this guitar just because it looked really pretty. And then pl- I played it for like an hour, and I was like, this is this is... This is a good guitar. So I, I ended up buying it. I have been told and I've heard through rumor that this is actually uh, the guitar of one of the people in the E Street band who also <laughs> played, uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, was it It wasn't Polly? Was it Polly? No. Um, S- Silvio? Silvio. What's his name? I don't know his real name. I can't remember his real name. But yeah, um, apparently it was his guitar. He played Silvio on the Sopranos. Um, I have not confirmed that. I have not seen any photo evidence of that. But I, you know, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how I got this guitar, and um, we choose to believe in that nice. mythos. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but something different about that sound. That yeah, you, it was. Makes you go, uh, it was a little lighter, which I hadn't had in a long time in, a, in an electric guitar. Stephen um, Van Zandt. That's who it is. Yes, Stephen Van Zandt. And I remember because when I heard that name for the first time, I thought Leonard Skinner, thirty-eight <laughs> special. And I was like, no, that's not the same family. I don't think. No, <laughs> not know, even close. Because I know, I know Leonard Skinner. You know. Those guys are, are related with thir- the guy in 38 Special, but uh, okay. yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah, I remember that now. But yeah, so it's just a little bit of a lighter tone, and we're still trying to kind of work it out in terms of our sound, but I like it a lot. What about you, Chris? So this <coughs> is a, uh, it's a Sterling Music Man Mariposa, so it's the cheap version of what is normally like a $3,000 guitar. Um, I bought this because it's basically just like a not explorer. Mm-hmm. It, it's it like sounds exactly like what I wanted it to do, and with this band, because um, normally in the hourlies I play, I play a Telecaster that's like semi hollow body, right. and that tone just is not right because this band is like a little bit more beefy, mm-hmm. uh, where that band's a little more like almost like country adjacent sometimes. So that like kind of fits in with that, uh, and I needed something different. This thing was on the wall, and I picked it up, and I was like, 
just feels right. It was more in the budget, too. It was definitely more in the budget, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is a wonderful uh, Fender Squire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broken down into a few different pieces. Yeah, he bought that, uh, I think, what at Walmart. Of, I think what kind of pickups do you have on that? <laughs> the ones that pick up. Yeah. <laughs> DoorDash pickups. Door, DoorDash, yes, yes. Ah. Guy who okay. never gives me my fries. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently forgot them. It's a little DoorDash joke for you guys out there. <laughs> but it's amazing how you can, you know, find that right tone without spending a gazillion dollars. Oh, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't need to. I mean, there is definitely a benefit to, to spending money on a lot of money on guitars. I mean, for sure. But you don't need to. And you can you can get really close to, like, your dream sound or whatever you're hearing in your head. You can get extremely close. If not, like, sometimes a little better. Because sometimes you, you end up playing a guitar and you go, this actually sounds m- more what I, than what I thought I wanted. You know, it's better than mm-hmm. what I thought I wanted. And that's kind of what this, gu- this guitar was for me because I was thinking about like a Telecaster. And right. then I played this and I was like, oh, I kind of like this a little more. So that's, it, it's always nice to go find something like that and just go hang out in those stores anyway and just play all the guitars. Right, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we make it work. We're, that's kind of our whole thing is that we do things just a little different. We have no bass player. We have uh, wacky looking guitars. Our genre is, I don't even know what our genre of music yeah, that we play don't is. Don't really have one, I guess. But uh, it's kind of, the, kind of the, uh, the MO here. Just do whatever, you know. Have fun making music. Whatever works. Exactly. Yeah, yeah honestly, we, we all wanted to walk into it and feel like, you know, music doesn't have to be that serious, especially when you're playing in the local scene. The whole, at least for us and me personally, it, you should be having fun. If you're not having mm-hmm. fun playing your music, I don't know if you're doing it right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. And, and in this band, it, it was all about let's hear everyone's ideas. Let's not shoot anything down. I mean, we're new. We don't know what our sound is yet, but mm-hmm. we all love making music, so let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been fun. It has been fun. Yeah. And Here think, we are. And I think that adds an element of, you know, somebody brings something that's not necessarily what we might consider our sound, but then we still figure it out and it gives us room to like play a lot of different types of things. And I know for you guys, like in the hourlies, you guys play a certain type of music. So for you guys, it's kind of nice for, I know for you guys to explore other things, even though the hourlies are awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, sick, I don't, yeah. I don't not have fun in the hourlies. No, of course it's not. just a different, you know, different version exactly. of it. That's all. Right. Well, all right. shall we? Yep. Yes. All right. This one's called better the next time.
swear that will be better the next time. <laughs> yeah. You swear by that. Yeah, he, he swears. swears. He swears. Kazing. Every time we play, it will be better the next time. He cusses so. by that. He cusses by that. Yeah, he said um, the F word, I think. <laughs> That's okay. We can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not live. We're cutting post, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we're MA, so, you know. Do you want me to get started? Fuck. Okay, okay. okay. Hey! You got permission. Fuck yes. Oh, ah. Let's go. Yeah, no. you know. Yes. You don't have to, but you're, <laughs> it's okay if you can. Yeah. You know, or want to. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, now that's where you draw Easy, the line. Easy, Easy. Now lover. you're just like a kid in school who heard <laughs> an adult say a swear word, and you're like, oh my God, I can say it now. <laughs> Fuck. Yes, I am an adult. That's what they call me. That's what the judge told me when I was. Uh, yeah, so that one actually like started as an acoustic like. I tried to sound like the Rolling Stones with that riff, <coughs> the little like ching thing. Yeah. And I could see that. I didn't even think about that while yeah. I was listening. Yeah, and like now it started. That you say it. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. started on acoustic, and I forget what I was. I think I was listening to Scarlet, like one of the new releases that was from uh, Goat's Head Soup. That they never released because mm-hmm. they released two of those and it was Scarlet and um, there was another one, and I was listening to that and I like kind of came up with that and then I never thought it would be a song that we'd play but then I, then I played it for them and he started doing a, a couple of the vocal lines and like his little guitar line and I was like oh yeah I think this actually could could work <laughs> like this and that's that was great because it's just kind of a fun thing that I came up with on the on the acoustic. Is that one of the big bands for you guys or? For me, yeah. For me, yeah. I'm growing up. My my dad is a classic rock guy, so mm-hmm. for him, it's more like yes and um, <laughs> so yes. yeah, a lot of yes, a lot of Steely Dan, a lot of uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young on occasion. Um, and then my mom's more of the James Taylor side of things, um, Simon and Garfunkel. But then I kind of got into the Rolling Stones and Zeppelin and Who and all that through. On my own and also through his dad, because I, mm-hmm. I grew up with him, so, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually the third wheel in this band. <laughs> uh, ah, <laughs> you're the oddball. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you grow up listening to, though? They're, they're best friends. I grew up listening to the first CD I ever bought. And I'm both ashamed and not to say this. Uh, first CD I ever bought with my own money was a Linkin Park CD. Oh. Nice. Uh, that that first one they put out. Is it the one where the guys carrying remember. the flag? Yeah, on the I don't album remember cover. what it's called. Yeah. But like, really and honestly, my musical journey, if you want to call it that, didn't really begin until like Led Zeppelin. That was the first big one for me, and then from there. Which one? Uh, that's another part that I'm ashamed of is that I never actually got into the discography of Led Zeppelin. It was more like this was right when like pirating songs was becoming a thing oh, yeah, and so i just had like yeah. led zeppelin and then like a list of 30 songs <laughs> yeah. like i had no idea what was on yeah, what could, album yeah you actually had to like manually go yeah in yeah and, and i never that, did yeah. so i just had like a random mm. assortment of zeppelin tunes yeah. but it's all i listened to for a long time uh and then that evolved into black sabbath and then that evolved into there was a long period of my life spent on metal um so i, I listened to a lot of metal i was in a metal band back in high school and shortly thereafter and uh that's kind of where my kind of taste started and now I've evolved into more of like a psychedelic rock guy. Like I really like King Gizzard is a big one for me. Uh, Ween is a big one for me. Um, oh yeah. Psychedelic porn crumpets are a big one. There's like all kinds of psychedelic porn a, crumpets. Uh, I, mean, I actually saw them at the loving touch. Oh yeah. They can't a yeah. couple of years ago. Yep. Yes. Hell yeah. 
They are amazing. They're so good. It's wild how yes. good they are. They are. Uh, that's like yeah. the that's the guitar dream for me. If I can play a porn crumpet song, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know what your assignments are, gentlemen. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah, dude. I'm down. All right. All right. Well, we'll it's gonna be it's gonna be some work for us. There. Yeah. Uh, I le- I tried to learn one of their songs one time, and then that's when I noticed that I'm actually terrible at guitar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you might need to get a new drummer. Well, there's, there's how many guitarists in that band? Like five, something, yeah. something like, like that. Five thousand. hundred musicians. We'll get three more guitarists. We all play like a little part of the same guitar line. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'll play one note. You play the next <laughs> note. I feel like that might be harder though. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we got a couple. We got two in a row here that are like heavy songs. So we'll see I like it. Let's do it. First one's called Visions and Dreams. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's when you know it's time to rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was that one called? That one was called Wake. We wrote that one because there was a period of time where we were, I say we, I mean me, we're being influenced heavily by sleep. And I was like, sleep, wake. It's like the least clever, <laughs> pseudo clever naming of a thing. Uh, but like, so there was a, we, we tried to write a couple like stoner rock songs because we were really into, I know Matt really likes truck fighters. Um, mm-hmm. Sleep is great. Uh, I'm a big fan of like old school clutch as well. Clutch so I kind and, of, uh, and truck fighters. And I know like when we were going through this, I like, I was absolutely determined to have a song that has four on the floor, which is just that kick yeah. for all four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It turned out great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So this it's, was a, it's a lot of fun to play, even if it doesn't sound that great. Right. <laughs> One of the more like focused, targeted songs we've written where we're like, okay, we're going to write a stoner rock song this time. Yeah. So like, that's kind of what that one is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we yeah. haven't really had the chance to really sit down and write purposefully. Purposefully. Um, we've written a lot of them just kind of on the fly and like what sounds good, and we kind of just go from there. But we hopefully, I think these next two months, we're going to really sit down and write right with more yeah well because the strategy was kind of like all right let's hit the pavement you know play a bunch of shows get on whatever festivals we can get on exactly. get our name out there and then mm-hmm. now in the winter time we're kind of taking her easy a little bit we're uh, you know yeah. doing some this is our this is our last show of the year and then not until february do we have another thing yeah so um we're, we're chilling all, all month in january and gonna write some tunes and who knows maybe we'll even record something else yeah. so you never know. You never know. <laughs> exactly. The world is our oyster. There you go, man. All right. Got another clean one, and then probably one more after that. Yeah, we'll couple, we got a couple more in us, I think. Yeah. I think so. We got till so. 8 o'clock, so. Oh, we got at least three. Yeah, we got time. All right, this one's called Quadded. Two, three, four. Actually, wait, just kidding. I was on the wrong setting. <laughs> now now this, this one's actually called Quadded. <laughs> Two, three, four. I tasted the honey. I wanted again. I drowned in the ocean. And I lost my head. I drowned in the water.
Stop it. Stop your sledding. <laughs> I can't. We'll do it. <laughs> I can't. That's a fun one. But yeah, as you can tell, our set kind of goes back and forth between uh, let's be really hard. No, wait. Let's yeah. try to be chill. It's <laughs> <laughs> the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see if we can squeeze two more in. We got some time. Uh, let's play Unknown Disease and then. Uh, let's see where we're at after that. Call an Audible. There we go. So, this is my influence for this band. This is from a band called Murlocs, um, who is a side project of one of the King Gizzard guys. Uh, we don't have a harmonica player. So, we tried to pick one that didn't have a lot of harmonica in it. <laughs> this one's called Unknown Disease.
right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming down to play yeah. for us. Yeah, my pleasure. pleasure. Thank Thanks you for having us. Do it again. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. If you will have Absolutely. us again, we will. Show, like I said, we're easy. <laughs> That's what. Saying. Yeah, buy yeah, me a chicken yeah, quesadilla yeah. at Taco Bell. I oh, am yeah, it's wide really open. Good. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's next. I am wide open. <laughs> we got some things for you. Always want to hook you up with some merch. Got a pin. All right. Pin a sticker and a keychain there for you. So. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very it's much. It was a pleasure, pleasure being here. Really it's always super it. fun. Always fun. Once again, everyone, Boomcat. Let's Boom do Cat. it. Boomcat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can do another one. What yeah, play the, play the closeout song, Rex. Huh? We're playing one more. Oh, we are. What's, what's, <laughs> that, what's that audible you want to call? Uh, let's do. Uh, I want to. No, I kind of wanted to do. Um, bad vibes. You want to do that? All right. Could be fun. You got that? Oh yeah. Cool. I wrote this song a thousand years ago in Portland. It's cool to see it be, come to a fruition with a band. <laughs> 